Welcome to Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. <laughs> Bienvenidos empacadores sin fronteras, dos papás dedicados al amor, la risa y los empacadores de Green Bay. Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Two dads talking love, life, dedicated to the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Verde y amarillo hasta la muerte. <laughs> oh, what are you going to do? My eyes are hardly open. It has been uh, quite the week. I don't know. Um, so uh, my, my daughter is on the varsity volleyball team for grade 11. I'm beyond excited. I'm beyond excited. And, you know, I, I she was like, well, you know, I don't know about playing time, this and that. And I had to lay it out for when you make the varsity team a year earlier than you, you know, kind of should. This is about practice. This is about learning the game. This is about getting some opportunities and just maximizing your education because next year you're going to be a bloody star, right? Yep. I, I remember I made the varsity team in grade, well, I was in grade 10, but I made the varsity team. I, my ass never left the bench, but I was at every practice. I was at every workout. I was at every tryout. I was at, right? And, and there was one period there where I think I played my two, two and a half minutes total. And that was because we were just blowing them out. There was no absolute way they could come back. And the coach yeah. was like, all right, I, I feel sorry for Larson. Get him out there. But then the next year I played, I was in the rotation. I was playing half the game. And then by grade 12, I never left the court, right? Like that's that's kind of how you use it you have to use it as a stepping stone these players that get in out of college they get into the nfl and immediately they're like well i should be playing i should be this and that and then they start holding out and they do that that's not how you do it you've got to go into it with the frame of mind of i'm on the next step now right. i have to now i have to work to get up a step and then another step right like you're climbing that ladder of success yeah, you have to earn your spot, man. Like it's as much as you'd like stuff handed to you. And these guys should know this right at the NFL level or any level is you've had to fight for it your entire life. You've probably come from absolutely nothing in most cases. Nothing has been handed to you against all odds to make it to the NFL. What just making the NFL. And I think that's maybe that's part of the mentality with a lot of these guys that don't make it is once they've made it to the NFL, they don't realize that there's still a whole other step that you need to take to continue in the NFL and to be good in the NFL because everybody on the field is good. You're not the best player on the field anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody at their position held high school records, held college records. They were the best of the best. They never had to try. They were always right. And then you get to the NFL and it's full, full of all of those guys. It's just like hockey, right? When you take a look at these hockey players and they go, oh, this guy right here out of, you know, out of Ontario, he's 22. And then you take a look and it's like, yeah, so he was on his high school team the very first time he tried out. Then they moved him up to double A. Then they moved him up to triple A. He never sat on the bench. He never had to, you know, and then you get to the NF to the NHL and every single one of them 
has the exact storyline. I was a superstar where I came from and that's why I'm standing here. Exactly. Yeah. And it was kind of evident, wasn't it? Just to talk a little bit about Thursday night football. And by the way, congratulations, obviously due to your Kato. I know she worked her ass off all summer long, nonstop. I have the, I have the dance in the basement ceiling to prove it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And when I was down there, I mean, I, it's just, she's not going to quit, dude. She's going to, she's going to go as far as she possibly can. That's how she is. So kudos to her, man. That's awesome. And you as parents as well, obviously, bro, but Thursday night football, um, uh, an NFC contender looked like complete and utter trash on Thursday. Uh, That's the way the Packers looked against the saints. The very first game. I'm sure they'll, I'm sure they'll turn around. I mean, Stafford wouldn't stop throwing interceptions, which was, you know, very Detroit lions esque, And, um, it just goes to show the readiness and preparedness, right? And then, and then on top of which, you've got somebody like Jalen Ramsey, who, in my opinion, is not a one-on-one quarterback. He's a or cornerback. He is a great zone cornerback. Whenever he's put in a one-on-one position, he gets toast. I mean, ask Devontae Adams how many times he burnt the heck out of him, right? And, so he, and- com- he comes right. out and he says, Diggs isn't that good. I don't know why he's on the field. Don't give anyone locker room material. Don't give them that bulletin board stuff that makes them wake up an extra half hour early every day and put in another hour at the end of the day just to beat you. Don't do that. Because guess what happens? It beats the hell out of you. And you you allow a perfect QB rating when being targeted. Oh, God. (laughs) And that's the worst part, right, is as a corner, if you get, like, you know, you could not get thrown to 90% of the game and you're doing your job perfectly. And then they get, they throw to you and he burns you one time and everybody goes, what the hell? It wasn't one time though. It was multiple times over the entire game and Diggs just kept burning and burning. At, 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 there was points where I thought, is that number 15 that's on Diggs? Why is 15? And then he would stand up and I'd go, oh my, is that Ramsey again? Man, he looked, he, he looked like a kid in a revolving door that was lost. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it- the problem with this defense for the Rams is it was really apparent that they need Von Miller on this team. And now he was on yeah. the other side. You know, the, this, the, the biggest narrative for me is the bills are fucking scary, man. Like Josh Allen and these guys looked like they were in mid season form. The one complaint I have is why the hell up 14 do you do? Do you run your quarterback, your franchise quarterback over and over and over again, instead of using Devin Singletary and using the running backs that you have, not the, just the, the guys I have on my fantasy. Yeah, You're right. No, yep. But I mean, like <laughs> from a fantasy standpoint, it's like, it's, it's pull your up 21, sit your fucking quarterback. Like why yeah. bother? They're not going to come back in three minutes or 10 minutes or whatever it was. Cause it was, it was done that Josh Allen, you don't want to hurt, a running quarterback look at these guys from the past right like the the michael vicks the their careers did not last very long because they kept getting pounded i mean lamar jackson is pretty good at avoiding contact but he still gets demolished you know donovan mcnab donovan mcnab used to be quite the scrambler until he broke his femur right yeah you know, it, 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 it always, I mean, Lamar Jackson is quite the scrambler, but listen, you've got to be able to manage the game and them still running him. 
I mean, I, we just finished saying it. I don't understand why it's garbage time. Why are you not handing the ball off and running the clock and using your big men in the back? Even if you don't use Singletary, even if you start using the second and third string running backs, which is probably a smarter move, you know, to just start feeding the ball up the middle. Instead, you've got your your franchise running, standing tall through the middle of the line. <laughs> like, I mean, just run the ball. 20 seconds off the clock, run the ball, 15 seconds off the clock, run the ball, another 20 seconds off the clock. Okay. There's one minute, right? Now there's three minutes left. They get the ball back. Fine. They have to drive down and score. And then they're going to kick off to you. You run the ball 20 seconds off the clock, run the well, ball. It's even more than 20, right? The 40 seconds for the play yeah. clock, right? Like, like yeah, you, you can get rid of like five minutes of game, which is uh, anyway, two I just, first downs and you could have killed the game. Josh Allen is probably going to be with some sort of, I mean, everybody's on the injury report by the time we like by week five, but that's the one thing I've kind of circled. It's like, okay, how are we going to do these next coming weeks against these mobile quarterbacks, right? That have weapons leading up to that game. Cause I think that's going to be our very first real test in terms of, are we legit? Right. Because the Vikings this week, um, so many unknowns. We don't even know what this team is going to look like. Everything is theoretical. Everything is what our opinions. We have no idea what these teams are going to be. Right. We have, well, you know, I was driving around the other day and I was thinking to myself about that conversation we had about cover one, cover two and cover six. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking that's basically all the coverage is like all they came out and said was, is we like to play coverage. Yeah. Well, all defenses like to play coverage, <laughs> right? And and if you're going to use Patrick Peterson as the guy that's deep, I'm going to refer to the last few games that we played against uh, the Vikings with Patrick Peterson and, and how we continue to beat him deep. I mean, the look on Dobbs, the look on Dobbs' face will be incredible when Peterson lines up against him, and it's going to be like, I'm going to take this old man to town, <laughs> you know. So we've got Bakhtiari didn't practice. That's not good for tomorrow. Jenkins didn't practice. That's not good for tomorrow. Uh, Tanyan did. Uh, Lazar did not practice. And historically, you like that 50 cent word there. Historically, Lafleur, if you don't practice Friday, you're out Sunday. So yeah. to me, it looks like Bakhtiari's out, Jenkins out. We kind of knew that. Bakhtiari's a little bit of a surprise, especially since it's been 20 months, right? Lazar got stepped on. That's that's the worst. You can and get stepped on. Stepped on his knee. Like it wasn't like stepped on. When I heard stepped on, I figured it was his foot or something. No, he got yeah. his knee stepped on. So it's actually a knee injury off of this. So, <laughs> so no Watson, no Lazar. This puts Dobbs into number three, and Dobbs is going to tear it up. I put Dobbs on my starting lineup for my fantasy. My money is where my mouth is, man. I am backing it up. I, I think Dobbs lights it up, especially since they're going to be so worried about Sammy. They're going to be so worried about Cobb and Tunyon and Jones, and they're just going to stick, you know, the guy from uh, section 58 on Dobbs and Dobbs is just going to light this kid up and Rogers is going to absolutely love it. See, and that is what I was just looking for some stuff to talk about today because we've, we've gone over the game already. So just trying to find some nuggets, um, and we've said it over and over again. The reason that we trust this offense is because of Aaron Rodgers, dude. Yep. 
And it was pretty cool. I found a little article from where they interviewed Mercedes Lewis, right? Because he was about to, I remember he was about to retire. Rogers called his mom and his grandma and said, let's get this guy to play. And he came. So there's, there's this, let's go get this thing kind of mentality with them. And their big dog is very important to this team. And he came out and said that there are two playbooks. And I found this fascinating because we know it, but until you hear a player say it and explain it, it's like Matt LaFleur has the playbook, but all the checks, the hot reads, the RPOs, everything within the offense is Aaron Rodgers, hundred percent. Like there's like a tree and LaFleur says, I want you to do this. And then Aaron Rodgers goes up to the line and waits until the clock kicks one or zero before he snaps it and does his, his pre-snap reads with this. But I just, we know that he does that, but it's fascinating that they mention it's like a completely different playbook within the playbook. I never thought about that. And, but it gave me a lot of confidence to know that if he's talking about jobs the way he did and how critical he was of these guys early on and now saying there's still a lot of work there, but he trusts Watkins he trusts Cobb, he trusts Tunyon, and he trusts Aaron Jones, and looks like the next man up is obviously Dobbs. There's enough trust there with all these guys and A.J. Dillon. Like, it's not – I have a feeling he's just going to hit the open dude every single time, and I think we're going to manhandle him, man. Like, that's the feeling I'm getting out of this game. Like, you, I was really worried about your 31-10 prediction. I know the defense is going to step up, um, especially with Jair on Jefferson. Did you hear Jair's interview? He goes, put me on Jefferson, put me on Cousins. I don't care. I'm hungry and I want it. So this is a statement game for Jair as well, right? This defense is frothing at the mouth. I I imagine the defense like a couple of rabid Rottweilers trapped in a cage and Joe Barry's about to open the cage. And we're about to see all the nuances, all the little tricks of the trade. We're going to see guys like Slayton, Wyatt, Clark, Reed, eat, eat like you've never seen eat before, right? You're going to have Gary unleashed. Bain is going to blow up the stadium, right? And and take over the world, you know? You were merely, you merely worked in it. I was born in it, Batman, right? <laughs> like this guy, this guy is, is a beast. And then you've got Kirk Cousins, Wobbly Kirk, Captain COVID back there, quickly trying to decide, do I throw it to Justin, who's completely covered by Jair, or do I just wing it this way? Interception. I think the Vikings offense struggles like there's no tomorrow. We get a lot of short fields, and that's why we get 31-10. Not because Rodgers takes us 80 yards in 20 plays, but because Rodgers takes us 30 yards in five plays. Touchdown. You know, the one thing I'll be looking at early is how much they're going to feed Cook because obviously our run defense, until we see it. I don't I don't think we're worried about run defense. Well, we aren't, but I think they're, they have a way to exploit this defense the way they see it is they're thinking, okay, it's Kwai, this rookie linebacker, ready, right? Are you, are you so, going to go Mike Way? Yeah. Are you going to go Mike Way? Yeah, he's ready. Yeah, I, I agree, but they're going to try to run it. And I do think that we're going to stop them at every single level, man. Like I just, the more I think about this, like I usually get nervous when we're playing either the lions or the Vikings in these division games, the bears, honestly, I've never, I, 
genuinely like just don't give a shit because I know we're probably going to beat them and every once in a while they get one but the Vikings and the Lions have a tendency to split so I get a little bit more nervous this entire weekend especially after an entire offseason dude of just digging into this for so long I am very confident in this team even more than last year and last year I had said man this might be the greatest roster that I've seen in my time and what did they do they completely revamped it completely got rid of a shit ton of people redid the entire roster and it's better than last year's you ever you ever been in a situation with a guy and no matter what you do your gut's telling you this is now going to become physical i'm about to have a physical confrontation with this guy i may have to defend myself i may have to fight this guy and he has that crazed look in his eyes when you're talking to him that's what the defense looks like every single time a reporter talks to the defense the defense looks at them and their eyes say you just fucking watch you just watch you got all your questions. You got all your doubts. You watch. You watch. We're going to tear it up. And even the rookies. I mean, when they talk to Quay Walker, Quay's like, yeah, yeah, you know, thanks for coming to talk to me. And then they ask him about the defense. And you can see you can see how the eyes just kind of glaze over. And they're like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to tear somebody a new asshole. I, I think they assert their dominance. And we find out immediately that that Packers defense – Top, top five. Are you surprised as vocal as Jair has been that he wasn't voted team captain? I mean, he didn't play all last year. So in all fairness to him, the guys who got voted on are the guys that honestly didn't miss. They're all vets. They're all vets. They're all vets with the exception of Aaron Jones. And Aaron Jones is kind of a vet. He's sort of a vet. Yeah, he's sort of a vet. But they're all vets. Mm-hmm. Right. Is Jair a vet? Uh, maybe if he played last year, we could kind of consider him a vet. But after this year, you can say, yeah, he's he's a vet. Right. He, he's had really he's had a couple of good years. Then he signed a new deal and hurt his shoulder. So we kind of need to see what's what. Now, was I surprised? Was it a team vote for the yeah, vets? This is this was team players vote. Yeah. Well, then there you go. The team has spoken. Right. Is it that big a deal to not be a captain? I could tell you in uh, in uh, eight years, seven, well, eight years of playing. I was a captain twice. It doesn't matter. I mean, I get it. Like it's a lot of it is the spin that the media is going to put on this at some point. Right. Because they're going to lead into how Zadarius was not captain, blah, blah, blah. I'm, luckily we haven't seen any of that yet, but I was expecting a lot of that with Jair. We're like, Oh, you're top corner. And he's not even because they asked him and he took it personally. He's like, yeah, but it wasn't, it, you can take it out of context and say, Oh, he's upset that he's not team captain. No, it's like, I need to fucking earn this. Like I get yeah. it. And I take it personally that I wasn't ready. Like, that's the way that he's talking. He's not talking about, oh, I'm upset and I'm going to go sit in a fucking corner. It's like, no, I didn't play. I need to show up and I need to show these guys who I am. Perfect. Yeah. That's yeah. what you need. Yeah. Yeah. Tear it up. Let's, uh, let's do a uh, quick break. This is TJ Williams out of Las Vegas, Nevada. This is Matt coming to you from Cincinnati. Hey, friends, this is Colton Moore from Central Illinois. This is the Macho Man Randy Savage. This is Shelly from Gwen, Michigan. Bales of Hay, and I'm from Kansas City. Hey, this is Jamie Cheesebutt. I'm from LA, California. Hey, everyone, this is Ella from Southern Cali. This is Nebels from Chicago, Illinois, and you are listening to Packers Without Borders, the finest podcast in all the land. 
Thank you for listening to Packers Without Borders. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and anywhere else you get your favorite podcasts. Also, you can find our merch on PackersWithoutBorders.MyShopify.com and TeePublic if you want cups, mugs, and those types of things. You can also visit us on Patreon.com front slash Packers Without Borders and give us some money. And AudibleTrial.com front slash Packers Without Borders. Give them a click, check them out, try that 30-day free trial with them, and enjoy your books. You can also use coupon code DOSPAPAS for all your Manscaped products. Peace and go pack go. See how this love stays divine. See how this love stays divine. Wichita, Kansas. From the UK. From Los Angeles. From Northern Wisconsin. From Nova Scotia. From the Derby City, Louisville, Kentucky. From Central Illinois. From Southern Cali. From Turkey. Omaha, Nebraska. From California. From Melbourne, Australia. From Chicago, Illinois. They're from the UK. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. And Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. All right. Quick break. This is the, the, the quick version of the podcast this uh weekend as uh bruce has got uh 11 different chores he has to do and do you uh, hear ready i'll, I'll okay. say it. Oh, okay i need to take uh my daughter to go get her retainer fit while my other daughter is at her orientation for work right so my wife is kind of handling that side of it but then from there i've got to go pick up the shirts to get those all delivered to everyone i need to be back before 1 p.m uh, or, well, I need to be home in the next two and a half hours after all of this, after recording the pod, because I've got the second half of the tournament, the golf tournament that I've been playing. Um, we're in fifth place. Not bad. We're right there. And we're two strokes behind first place. So I'll be two strokes behind. <laughs> and then Matilda has her concert from four to seven. So even though I play at one, I'll probably not finish until five 30. And then from there I'll be late to Matilda's concert and then we'll be done. So that's just typical Saturday. Yeah, I have, uh, let's see, it is 11, 11, 15 AM here right now. I have to uh, go to a commercial property and uh, run a big uh, pressure washer unit because they want all of the sand. You know, they've got paver stones and these stones were put in in like 1905 or something. It's one of these heritage classic antique buildings in downtown Winnipeg. And I have to uh, pressure wash the sand out of the uh, in between the stones, sweep that, clean that all up. And then uh, we're going to go back on Monday and put in brand new, it's polymeric sand. It's to keep the uh, weeds from uh, growing in between. And uh, as I, as we started to do it by hand the other day, uh, some of the stones were uh, chipping. Some of it was like, okay, we, we have to stop immediately. Yeah. Like you slightly chip a stone here and there. You go, well, you know, they're hundred years old. You, you chip 10 stones after cleaning 10 stones, you have to stop immediately. Yep. And so I'll get the pressure washer. I won't have it on like 4,000 PSI or anything crazy like that. I'll start off nice and slow and low and just concentrate on the grooves. And I'm sure I'll get it all out of there. And then uh, I get to do that. I get to uh, clean that all up. Oh, and I get to do this all by myself, of course, because my staff doesn't work weekends. Yeah, it's and, Saturday. Uh, yeah. And I found out the hard way this, uh, this week that two of my staff members, uh, they weren't working during the week either. 
that was nice. That yeah. was nice. You get a phone call from a customer who says, oh, no, this wasn't done and that wasn't done. And I was like, oh, really? So I don't tell my staff, but, you know, if they listen to my podcast now, they'll know I have GPS on the trucks. Yeah. And so I went to the GPS. And I'm like, oh, it says they drove by there. And then when you zoom on it and you click, well, they didn't stop. They should have stopped and been there for at least half hour. So, so they just drove by for the GPS to think that, oh, we drove. No, look, we drove by. We did go by and do it. What what's kind of weird? What's kind of weird though is is that the truck did stop at Boston Pizza for ninety minutes. Interesting. Weird, eh? So uh, I paid. I paid them during their lunch, and I paid them the entire day, and nothing was done. That's the best. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. To which I was just smiling ear to ear when we met at the shop yesterday. They said, oh, hey, how's it going, big guy? I said, oh, fantastic. Let me talk to you guys for a second. We got a different agenda today. And they were like, sure, yeah, what's going on? And I said, yeah, so one of us has a job and the other two are been fired. Want to play the guest game? Like, what? And I said, seriously. And I laid it all out for them. Like, I don't like to monkey around or anything like that. I laid it all out for them, explained to them exactly what happened, and they need to leave immediately. And one of them got a little testy a little bit testy and tried to deny it. And I said, so first off, I have GPS trackers in the truck. So I have proof. Secondly, if you really want to do this, I said, I will absolutely obliterate you in a court of law. Oh, we'll call the labor board. I said, call the labor board, explain to them that you were drinking on shift and I fired you and ask them what they're going to do about it. They're not going to do anything. They're not going to do anything. The labor board's there. If you've been mistreated badly, you're not being mistreated badly. You were out having lunch and drinks on the company dime, got caught and got fired. Good luck. And then uh, one of them, their uh, parents called me uh, last night because one of them is uh, uh, about 24 and still living at home. And I said, uh, they they went on and on and on about how much better they're going to be. And I said, you know what? Sometimes to be a good employee, you need to be fired. I said, and I bet you they'll be a lot better at their next job because a job is a job. You're supposed to do what you're told and get it done. And I don't yell at my guys. I don't berate my guys. And I don't give them more of a load, workload that I can't do myself, right? I mean, I, I go out, I get dirty, I do digging, I do mowing, I do whatever it is. And I do it in front of them and faster than them most times. So if they can't keep up with a guy who's damn near double their age, then I don't need them. Yeah. And, you know, with Paulina this morning with her orientation, it was at 945 from 945 to 1130. It's 918. She gets in the shower. I'm like, what the hell? Whoa. Are you? you know, and I told because I went and woke her up at eight o'clock. So I was upset, dude. I was like, OK, this isn't this is the first day of your job. And you're going to show up two or three minutes late to your orientation instead of 15 minutes early the way I told you just because you want to lay in your bed and look at your phone for a little while and move around and take snail's place. I was like, this is a job. Like yeah. this is, they're relying on you being there on time and on time does not mean right on the button and then walk in two minutes late. It means be there 15 minutes early, sit in your car a little bit, check in maybe five minutes before, or maybe you walk in 15 minutes early and you start working and then check in 15 minutes later, but you help out as your shift starts because that's what you're supposed to do. And of course she got in a bad mood and left. And I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to tell her 
I'm not going to let you take this job if you're going to fucking embarrass yourself this way. Like if your shift starts at nine and this is what I tell my guys, if your shift starts at seven 30, I expect to see you at the shop by seven 15. That means you're working at that time. It doesn't mean you start ramping up. Like I got, dude, I remember when I used to work, I'm not going to name the place. It was a big place, but you know, there's, we all had cubicles and stuff where we worked. And I always, I was always there early, probably seven 30, you know, half an hour before I was supposed to be there. Why? Cause I'd like to sit down, go get my coffee, have some coffee, sit down before I start working. Most people, it was like maybe one or two of us that would get there early. And it was usually like the bosses and then me and this other girl, right. That would show up early, drink coffee, just kind of settle in before you had to start working eight o'clock. Most people five minutes in click, and then they'd go get coffee and then hang around the coffee yeah. room and talk for a little bit and then sit down and start working. I'm like, all right very inefficient. Like I've just never been that way, man. I've always been get there early. Like if I, if you're paying me from eight to five, I'm going to work straight through eight to five. I'm not going to show up at eight half ass. It started eight 38, 45, get to work and then take lunch for an hour. Right. Because you're, and then it's the 15 minutes of preparing because you have to go to lunch. And then when you show up, you're tired from lunch. That's another 15, 20 minutes to get rolling into it. That's already an hour and a half, two hours of bullshit that you pulled on your blanket. It's just, I, I, I can't do that, man. My daughter needs to understand that I'm going to have to have a really good conversation with her about I'm letting we, you do your job because it's important, but you need to do we it. Had a guy, we had a guy that would roll in two minutes before. He'd get in the truck. Now he's leaving the truck at 7.40. I want the truck's gone at 7.30, 7.40. And then I would catch him sitting in the Tim Hortons drive through for the next 15 while well, I didn't get my coffee. That's not on me. No. I'm not paying for that. You need to do that. You need to get yourself up early you don't want to be committed to it you don't have to i will find someone else that will be committed to it but i'm not letting you start your day with a half hour break that's not that's not right why why am i paying for the first 30 minutes of you just sitting around i can you know checking the breeze and then waiting for coffee man when <clears throat> when i worked and i was uh working with the mnrs and i was working with different fire departments and stuff shift started at eight I walked in at about quarter after seven. I had my coffee. I would sit down. I turned my computer on. I'd, I'd still be waking up, right? But I turned my computer on. I checked my emails. I'd get my day organized. And then other people would be rolling in. And I was sitting there drinking my coffee wide awake with 15 minutes to go before the shift started. I never, I never got a hassle when, you know, if I was supposed to leave, the day ended at 8.30 right. and I left at 10 after 3.00. Nobody ever hassled. They were like, well, he's always here so much early yeah. and ready to go. Right. And I found it was easier to settle into your day instead of start the day running. It, it doesn't make sense. I, I, I've always been the same way, man. Like I just, I don't like feeling rushed. I like to settle in, get my brain like situated, get yourself in that mentality. Yeah, man. I mean, this is going to be a lesson learned for her because I jelly am going to have a very long conversation with her to say, I'm letting, cause a lot of it is we're committing to have to drive her, pick her up. Like there's a lot of implications to not just, oh, good. Yeah, you can take the car and go to work for four hours and we can't have our vehicles because you're going, no, we're going to have to go drop you off and we're going to go pick you up. And that was a lot of what happened too, man. Like my PTO with that company, I never had to use it. They're like, oh no, dude, just, just go. Like they would never tell me to have to take my PTO time off. So when I, when I finished, you know, when I finally retired from that, that position and moved on, I had all of all nine years worth of vacation time because 
I would go on vacation, just like with the pod, like what we talked about. And if there's a commitment, like I was never not available, you know, like that was always kind of the way I try to do it. Even though you're not relying on me and they're saying, take a break, there's always something to do. And yeah, you need to disconnect sometimes, but, um, I don't work that way. I can't disconnect completely. Like it just feels so weird and awkward for me to completely disappear off the face of the planet and come back and expect it's it just, it's always been awkward for me to do that. So I've always just at least answer emails, kind of keep up that way. You don't come back and have 10 times the amount of work that you had before, you know? See, and I'm, I'm finding with my business that I have to turn the phones off. I have to not answer on the days that we are closed and I have to treat it like a business before it didn't matter. One in the morning, three in the morning, Sunday during dinner, customer call, I'd answer right away. Now I'm going, I have to have that time because this is just, it's, it's pushing too hard. It's, it's too much. It's all the bloody time. You know, I'll be sitting there trying to relax and I got a customer calling to find out why uh, the crew cut it at uh, three inches today instead of two and a half, like these just minor minuscule who gives a shit. Right. Yeah. It's important to establish times where you're not supposed to work. Like usually weekends for me, you know, I don't, I don't deal with anybody on the weekends, like other than family and my personal stuff and these types of things that we do, but work-wise it's, you know, well, I mean, I start at seven in the morning because the company's on a different time zone. So sometimes I have a calls at six in the morning, sometimes seven, but it also affords me at the end of the day, you know, sometimes if I need to take off at four o'clock because the girls have stuff, I started at six, you know, but a lot of times I just have to work through and have 12 hour shifts. It is what it is, but yeah, man, it's just, it's, it's going to be an important lesson for her. I'm, I know it's going to, I'm going to get some pushback and she's going to be pissed off at me, but I don't fucking care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do? That's, that's what happens with kids. That's what happens with the, uh, you know, the, the, the kids nowadays, they just go, well, the shift starts at eight. So if I show up at seven fifty-eight, it's like, well, I would prefer you get there a few minutes early. And as an employer, when you see somebody show up, like when I pull into the parking lot of the shop at 10 after seven, and by the time I get the doors open, there's a couple of people standing there. I'm like, these are the, these are the good guys, right? right? They want to start the day. They want to get it over with. They want to, right? Like they, they want to work and they want to get going immediately on time. Right. And then you get the other guys that I'm standing there at seven 31 and I'm looking around and I can't see them anywhere. And so then you send them a text. Oh, I'm, I'm on the way. I'm on the way. How, how hard is it for you to be on time? I'm on time. Everyone else is on time, you know, and, and they've got nothing but excuses. I always tell the guys, listen, don't tell me what you think I want to hear. Tell me what happened. Yeah. You know, we're in a generation right now, a certain generation. I don't, I'm not sure which generation it is because there's so many now, but, and it's not even entitled. I'm not going to use the word entitled because that's not the right word, but it's, their perception of reality is very different. Like they graduate and they expect to be bosses or if they go into a job, they expect immediate, like I'm up here, you should pay me this much as opposed to no, you need to work for it. Like, especially when you're working with your boss is 40, 40 to 60 years old or whatever. He probably has been at that company for 15, 20 years, five years, however long it's taken him to get to that position. And now you're wanting to just kind of come in full bore and it just it doesn't happen that way man and it's so hard to hire good people because of that you know because oh, i get 
I get guys that go in the interview, they go, well, I won't do it for anything less than 20 bucks an hour. And right there in the interview, I say, well, you can leave. Yeah. And they go, what? And I go, well, you can leave. I said, your expectations are way unrealistic. Well, we can negotiate. I said, there's no negotiating. Yeah. I start right now. Minimum wage up here is like 1125 or 1150. I don't know. Something like that. Okay. An hour. Like That's minimum. American. Yeah. 50 cents American. <laughs> so yeah. Four, four million yen. So, uh, you know, I, I start them. I start everybody that doesn't have any experience at 14 bucks an hour. And within a month, if they're doing good, they're working hard, they show up on time, blah, blah, blah. I bump them up to 15. Now I have some guys, they show up and they've got experience and they get 15, 16 bucks an hour. And then, you know, sometimes they get a little bit higher. I got a few guys making 19, 20, you know, it, it depends on what they do. But these guys that show up and it's like, have you ever had a job before? No, I've never had a job before. Okay, well, we do a lot of on-site training and, you know, and, and everybody learns every single machine. Everybody learns how to do absolutely everything. That way, if somebody's sick or something, I can quickly just put four guys into a truck and I know the work can get, get done because they've all done it. And so I go, okay, well, we start everyone off at 14 bucks an hour. I won't do it for anything less than 20. I go, all right, Bye. you can leave. You Bye. can leave. You can leave. Well, good talk, man. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was a, that was a quick one. Uh, Vikings beat the, Oh, did you get your, did you get your uh, products yet? No, that's why we're not talking about it yet, man. I, I reached out to them again to say, Hey, what's up? I even called. Um, is it's not here. Might get here today. Might get here. I mean, we need it by Monday, Monday yeah. mailbag. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I got, I got my products. I got my, and, and, I really haven't uh, uh, got into them or anything yet because I've been waiting, waiting for you. Yeah. Right. But uh, I got my very, very cool, very neat, you know, level leather travel case, nice shirt, boxer shorts. Right. It got a whole bunch of stuff. They've got a ton, ton of products at Manscaped. They're fantastic. You can use a uh, uh, product code uh, DOS PAPAS, D-O-S-P-A-P-A-S. And that gets you uh, 20% off and free shipping, I believe um get yourself some manscaped stuff use that coupon code it uh it helps us and you know what it, it gets great prizes for everyone as well too right because we we work with these guys and we tell them well i mean one of the first things out of our mouths was we need a complete package for our fantasy football league we need another package for this right so like we're looking to share the wealth right of course. And uh, let's see, Packers play Sunday, 3.30 my time or 3.25 my time. And uh, don't forget, you can submit your uh, questions to Mailbag Monday, Packers Without Borders at Outlook.com. That's all one word, Packers Without Borders at Outlook.com. Uh, we've also got uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter, at Twitter, we're at, at Borders Packers. You can DM either uh, myself or you can DM uh, Bruce or you can DM uh, the Borders uh, Packers Without Borders uh, page. Don't forget to go to patreon.com for slash Packers Without Borders if you guys want to help the show out that way. Again, grassroots, this is the way we're doing it. We are going to rely on you guys to do everything. The biggest thing that I am going to ask is please take the time to go to iTunes. There is, again, People have been trying to leave reviews and now they're struggling to even leave reviews. I think iTunes just hates us. Um, so we're going to fight. You know what? Damn the man. Go in there, leave a review, click the little five stars or 
if you want to leave us a bad review, that's fine. We'll take constructive criticism and we'll still tell you to fuck off, but we'll still take it. But there'll be some nasty things said about your mother. If you leave us a bad review, I'm going to do a whole show about how bad your mother is. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll name that whole name that hoe. Yeah. (laughs) Name that. (laughs) Oh, no, but leave us a review. And again, if you do leave us a review on iTunes, you will be entered to win a t-shirt of your choice off of the new Packers merch website, which is Packers without borders at my.shopify.com. A lot of great stuff. I'm actually picking up the first batch of t-shirts today to get shipped out to you guys as soon as possible. So I will get those out to you. So you should have your shirts here in the next. This is the amount of work that Bruce has to do for you guys to get this stuff. Okay. So you guys order, you get it all online. Bruce places the order with the manufacturer. Then at the end of the week, he goes down to Mexico. He travels. It's, it's probably hundreds and hundreds of seconds for him to go to Mexico. And then he gets to Mexico. He brings them across the border. Then he individually packages these, these items with love and gives each label a kiss and sends it through the mail and you guys get it. I mean, the, the mail in the United States is pretty good. You, you probably get it. It's within two, three days. Week. It's two, yeah. three days. Yeah. 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 Pretty fast. Right. So, you know, Bruce kept saying, Hey, I'll put on there that you'll get it within 10 days. And I said, use two to four weeks, because what if the mailman drops it? What if, right? Like we don't need everybody getting upset. I, and, and really if I use a place, like I use $6 shirts, and they go, you're going to get it within four to six weeks. And I usually get it in about two, two and a half weeks. That's awesome. I find that to be incredibly awesome, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what we got to do, man. Until we get this thing shaped up and we can actually hire people to help and do stuff. It's you and me, man, running this thing. But really appreciate the support. And we will see you Monday after the game on the first official what do we got with the Packers in their first week? What does this team look like? What are we excited about? What are we concerned about? And until we see them play, I just, I really don't want to, we, I think we've talked about it all off season, man. It's put up or shut up time. Let's watch them play and let's see what happens. Um, I'm sticking to 24, 13. 31, 10. That's my number. 31, 10. Yep. Beauty. Peace. Go pack. Go. This has been Packers without borders. Try and be kind to one another. Try and love each other, and go Pack Go! Esto ha sido Empacadores Sin Fronteras. No se les olvide cuidarnos unos a los otros. Hasta luego.